subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. I'm Matt, he's Garrett, and we have another great episode for you today. Before we dive into it, I want to thank everybody who is active and involved in our Facebook community, which you can find by just searching for the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook, which I've been told by Garrett that is a lot easier to do than typing out the entire URL. So changing the intro a little bit there. Don't have to do the facebook.com slash all these things. I'll get on, get on board with using search queries and things like that. Let's make it easy. So check out our community if you're not involved in it yet. Answer a few questions. We are now, I can say this with confidence because the numbers have shown it. We are over 10,000 members in that group. And now it's like, it's just like 100 people a day now. It's like, holy cow. Yeah, we went from 10,000 to 10,100 like in like overnight. So it's like, yeah, we're, we got some momentum. Pretty awesome. The other question that we've been getting a lot is when can I get to a Ninja installation because I'm ready to take that step on the Ninja path. And to do that, just head over to ninjaselling.com, click on the calendar at the top right there, and then you can filter out by all the different events. Just, you know, you can filter out for installation and public is going to be your best bet to get into an installation. By the time this one is released, the January one in Vegas is likely sold out, but there might be another one coming up on the heels of that. So just I know there's one in in Maine that's in January. So there's a lot of opportunities to get into a public install if you want to do that. So head over to ninjaselling.com for all of that good stuff. And if you haven't been to Maine in January, like that is the time to go to Maine. Hmm. Maine is beautiful all year round, I will say. Maine is beautiful all year round. I heard about the Maine in January and I don't think I have enough clothes. It'll likely be cold. So if you like cold weather... I mean, if you want to practice some Wim Hof strategies and do some cold exposure, it's actually a really good time to go up to Maine. In fact, I think you've convinced me I may have to head up to Maine for that installation. I might have to head up also. <laughs> there you go. Already planning the next live audience podcast, which was our prior episode. So thank you guys for tuning into that. We'd love to hear some feedback on what you thought about that. You can drop that in our community or just you know message Garrett and I directly on that stuff. But we want to make this podcast everything that you want it to be too. So if you guys have feedback, suggestions, or whatever it is, feel free to share them. I can't guarantee that we're going to apply everything that you send to us, but we will definitely read it and listen because it's all about you. Yes. So jumping into our topic, sorry for derailing you with Maine in January, but I couldn't help myself. That's all right. That's what we do. I've been watching some stuff out here, Matt, right now. And We've talked about this all the time because it's fun that we get to see all these different markets. And every day, you and I get to have a lot of conversations with people in different marketplaces around the United States, and we get to see these trends. And really what happened about six months ago is markets started to get their kind of unique stories, their unique dialogue started to come up, where we saw some that were slowing down and everybody's going, oh my gosh, what do I do to get these listings sold? And how do we sell them right now? And haven't seen this before. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a normal kind of trend that happens. And people were like saying, is it interest rates? Is it inflation? Is it They start throwing all these things at it about what's causing this to happen. And this is why people aren't buying right now. And Matt, you and I, we were just like, just do your systems. Just do your systems. Stay on your systems. Don't deviate from your systems. Like This is a relationship-built business and these will pass. But I also kept saying, 
I'm not sure it's interest rates. Like, I am not sure it's inflation that's causing this right now. And the reason I said it is because there are some marketplaces that were still doing really well. They were still pushing along very strong. Fast forward to literally the other day, yesterday, I had a handful of coaches in, sorry, coaching clients, realtors in some of these markets that have been slow. And all of a sudden, there's a ray of business starting along here and buyers come to the table that are serious and willing to make some offers. And the report from everybody is, ah, it's the report that inflation's down a little bit. This is what it is. This is what's driving it right now. And I'm sitting here going, wait, I just had a conversation just the day before pretty much with another market that one of the ones that was going really strong. And they're like, man, it's slowing down. Like it's getting quiet right now. We're finally seeing that slowdown, which made me step back, Matt, and say, I call BS. I don't think it is the interest rates. I don't think it is inflation. I think this is people dealing with change. We also, it's the five stages of grief that we talk about, but it's how people process change. And this is what I think actually we're seeing. I think it's a really good way to look at it. And I never had thought of it this way until you you told me that. But like you, I was like, well, you know, there are parts of this where it's like, okay, maybe interest rates will hold back somebody who doesn't have enough pain or pleasure to make a move, you know, but how much of the market is that really when we look at at the statistics and then what are the statistics really based off of in the first place and what are we comparing them to? Because I look at this year, 2022, as a pretty strong year for real estate. I mean, compared to 2021, it's like, oh, but compared to every other year on the average, it's a good year. Even this past period, so you're like, oh, well, it's the end of the year. That's the problem for 2022. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because in a lot of markets, like things are still happening at a good pace, not nearly the pace of last year, agreed, but still at a pretty darn good pace considering where home prices are compared to two, three years ago. And I do think that you're absolutely right. As we now see kind of coming in, we're recording this you know, right before Thanksgiving, coming into this, this season... I will not be surprised if showing activity increases going into December and all these things as buyers and sellers complete the process of going through these five stages and saying, you know what, I'm not going to let now this situation of the marketplace hold me back from achieving the lifestyle that I want to have. And as realtors, it's our job to help people find clarity on that, not to get them to do anything, but so they can make the best decision for them with that clarity. But it's really hard when you're in the... uh, I would say that this period, thinking back on it now, Garrett, that everybody was spending a lot of time in that first stage, denial, right? Oh, how many months did we spend in denial of these things are going to impact or just kind of creating the idea of like, well, this is why this is happening without actually thinking about anything else is just, oh, that news report there. Yeah, I'm going to use that as the reason why people are not doing anything. Right. And it's just it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Well, it is. And this is where, you know, so just to kind of summarize, we should go through each the stages of dealing with grief or dealing with change. But Matt, as you said, the first one is denial. And we you it's funny, if you go back to 2005, uh, sorry, 2005, 6, 7, 7, 2008, when the banks failed, you look at that in that moment, first stage everybody went to is denial and everybody threw the handbrakes. They all stopped and went, whoa, like 
what's going on? We can't do anything. Hunker down. Oh my gosh, this is not okay. When COVID hit, everybody threw the brakes and said, whoa, hunker down. What's going on? This is scary. Not sure what this is. Denial about what it really meant. The first like couple, like I'd say week or two that we were being told this is what's going on. Denial, denial, denial. This can't be happening. Everything's going to be fine. Move along. Yeah. Or just like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. I need to not do anything. I mean, it's it's kind of like a very fast pace. It's not necessarily the same as acceptance. I think there's this other flip side of denial that's like denial of maybe, I don't know, the gravity of a situation, right? Like so saying, oh, it's interest rates, for example, is almost denying that there's nothing else that could possibly be impacting the real estate market other than interest rates, right? So just the change alone, and this is what I'm hoping people will take out of this episode, just when you watch a massive change happen, these are the stages that people have to go through to be able to be able to move forward and figure out what the next steps are. So the first one is they go into denial, then they go into anger. We experienced that one. (laughs) Then they go into sadness. And once they make it through sadness, they go into acceptance. And then the last one is renewal. And you won't watch people start to take action and start to move forward until they get through the acceptance and renewal area. This is where they finally, you watch people go, okay, we understand what's going on. Now we just need to move forward. I've been telling people the general population needs to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the minute they see the light at the end of the tunnel, they're going to go, all right, let's do this. Let's move forward. Let's make that purchase. Let's sell the house. Let's make that change to this next step. And so whether you're calling into the light at the end of the tunnel or they're coming to acceptance and renewal stage of the change, this is what I'm watching. These different markets are just going through at different paces. Now, we started a little bit before we started recording, Matt, of like, why? Why would this market maybe get affected by the information out there in a different timeline than maybe some of these other markets that we're seeing that have like got hit really fast? And people went into denial very quickly and anger very quickly, which I'm going to say is some of our coastal cities, bigger cities. For sure. There's a lot of other markets that aren't the coastal cities that they're starting to see it, but it took a while for it to get to them. And is it how they listen to the media? Is it how they listen to the information that's around them? Is it how much they actually care (laughs) what's going on with that? where some of them are very, very, very like on point with it, where it pops up. It must be something we got to deal with right now. Ah, this makes me mad. Like They all of a sudden go into the denial, the anger, the sadness way faster than some of these other marketplaces. This is what I'm starting to watch. This is what I think we're seeing right now. And, and again, I, I might have said this already, but when you watch people blame it on the interest rates or blame it on inflation, and again, not everybody's seeing the same thing. By the way, that happens. It affects everybody nationally. That's what that does. That's not like in my backyard only. It's not like there's a a meatpacking plant that just was built in our town and people are freaking out because it whatever it's going to do. Totally different than something else. Right. Than a national thing. Inflation being told that that's going up or going down. National stuff. To watch people go, the reports of inflation coming down. This is why people are coming back. And having others go, everybody's running for the hills. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Once you start to see those national trends do their cycle, you start to see, wait a minute. And when you bring up location, I think of the locations where lifestyle is the primary motivator for moving. And when I mean lifestyle, it's like, hey, I want to be you know, near a lake or a beach or something like that. 
those are the communities and, and cities and counties and towns that I think have kind of flattened this five stages and have not experienced similarities to cities and areas that are driven by relocation for jobs or proximity to schools or things like that, where those things become more important for the location than the lifestyle. I mean, we talk about this in the buyer and seller process is we need to have people focused on why they want to move, which is primarily a lifestyle evaluation versus a financial evaluation. And so if we keep that focus on there, and then those cities that are focused on lifestyle, they experience it. So the lifestyle locations seem to weather this way better than locations that are not necessarily lifestyle primarily driving. And so maybe it's those places pay more attention to headlines and news and look for those reasons as to why a market's moving a certain way. Whereas someone who's focused on like, yeah, I want to live here because this is what I do. Maybe they're not as focused on the news. I don't know. I could totally see that, Matt. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of playing along with your your idea here. And I think that very much so. You take a mountain town in Colorado, and I'm not saying a little teeny mountain town. I'm talking about a good-sized mountain town in Colorado that there's a lot of people coming and going and living their lives. And it's like, they're kind of like in their little place. They're not paying attention globally, let's say. They're kind of in their little world, living their life and enjoying what the benefits are of living in that little mountain town compared to a place like Seattle or San Francisco or New York. And they're, they're in the middle of it. They're in the middle of the throes of all the information coming at them at a thousand miles an hour. Well, maybe you look at it this way too, right? You know, If you're moving for a lifestyle, your change is based and driven on pleasure. Whereas if you're moving for commute challenges or things, your move is based on pain. So if you just layer pain on pain, then it's like, well, what pain's worse? Paying this high interest rate and all that stuff that I'm paying attention to and I think it's going to be awful or just continuing to deal with the pain that I've already gotten comfortable with. This is the region beta paradox we talked about. Whereas if you're focused on, well, okay, I would take the pain of 7% to have the joy and pleasure of living over here that's the people who are just making the moves, you know? And so coming back to this five stages of change that we talk about in the installation. And if you Google it, you find two small changes in the stage where there's this bargaining stage that happens after anger, before sadness and depression, where people start to negotiate with themselves and and try to find the meaning of things. And like, and this is where blame happens. What does it all mean, Matt? I got this. This has got to mean something. There's got to be a bigger picture going on. There's a reason for this, and so we wrap this into the anger category, which maybe a lot of realtors have experienced. Like my sellers are upset, my buyers are upset, and they're angry at the market, and they're angry at me. And what we have to recognize is they're not angry at you. They're going through the process, and we can help them through this with questions. Garrett, is it all comes back to okay? Well, how do we deal with this? Ask questions ask questions. You got to help them figure out where they're at and help them see that if they're putting the brakes on as a realtor helping somebody through this time, you need to realize that again, as I've said forever, people can't put change on hold for very long. At some point, they're going to figure their way through these five stages of dealing with this new world that's going on around them right now and getting some clarity and saying, okay, this is what we got to do. You know, all of you sitting out there going like, no one's ever going to buy or sell homes ever again, or, oh my gosh, it's not possible. It's like, it's not how it works. It's not these things like interest rates and inflation and whatnot that makes this so people buy and sell real estate. It is 
fundamental life changes that they're dealing with. And the minute you understand that and you get really clear on it, you can look at a database and say, okay, I have a predictable business going forward because of just how humans work. It's just how they work. Yes, there are these things that will creep up that cause confusion for people, which make them kind of run and hide, which is what we just went through. It'll happen. And it's going to happen again. It is going to happen again. I guarantee you, anybody who's listening to this right now that is a realtor in the next 10 years or owns a business in the next 10 years, there's going to be another moment where we're going to go, what's going to happen? What does this mean for the future? How are we going to like continue to move forward? And all of a sudden, you're going to realize people are people and they have to move forward. It's what we do. It's how we function as a society. We grow and we adapt and we move and we bob and we weave. And it's just going to continue to happen over and over again. But if you understand it, you can sleep peacefully at night. You can just sit back and say, I'm just going to continue to do my systems. I'm just going to continue to do the things that put me around people, help me build these relationships, help me understand where they need to go and what they're trying to accomplish. And then you can go down and you can put your head on your pillow and you can sleep your nice slumber, come back refreshed and do it again the next day. And guess what? At some point, just like we're watching right now, you're going to have people calling you up going, how do we do this? Where do we go? And you're going to come to your coach. You're going to be like, it's inflation. It's the lower reports on inflation. Or you're going to be like, people got to the acceptance and renewal stage and we're now moving forward. Yeah. The inflation one is interesting because blaming and, and using that as the reasoning, which is very real, by the way. I'm not saying inflation isn't real. I go to the grocery store, I go to the gas pump, and I'm not happy with what I see. That said, those necessarily aren't the things that will hold people back from making a buying and selling decision as much as maybe an interest rate would. At the same time, if people are in the acceptance or renewal stage, they're going to deal with whatever they have. However, watch out for the scales getting tipped in your favor because what interest rate changes do is an immediate adjustment to buying power, right? But if somebody is still stuck in denial, anger, it doesn't matter what happens with the interest rates. They're still back there and like, well, but it's not 2.5%, right? Well, the prices are now so high, it doesn't matter where the interest rates are. That's where you find those people. But if you have somebody in the acceptance and renewal stage, that will be a great driver to helping them take incredible action. But if if you yourself as a realtor are not there, and I think we have to take a moment and, and look at our own processing of this and say, hey, are we going through these stages? Am I stuck in a, a sadness and depressive state here? Am I stuck in an anger state where I'm trying to blame everybody, every article, every geopolitical, socioeconomic thing that I can find instead of actually saying, you know what? I haven't been in flow with my people. And maybe that's why I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Well, if you look at and also as you're sitting here, Matt, I'm thinking about this like report that just came out. So again, we're a little delayed here with you. So hopefully you're listening to this. We're a couple of weeks off of where we're at right now. And the report just came out and said, oh, these lower inflation rate numbers. I think it's interesting because for most of us, general population, I don't think they've been able to see that yet because my gas prices are still through the roof. I went out to dinner the other night and it was darn way more expensive than what it was a year ago sitting in that same restaurant. Like the actual day to day realizing the money that I have going out is not the same as the reports that come out saying inflation's on its way down. Great. I'm not seeing it yet. And I don't think any of the general population is seeing it yet. Also, it's 
still high comparatively. <laughs> it is still high. <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. But I mean, that gets into mindset, right? I mean, I think that's what it is, is people are looking for something to confirm their own. You look at reports like the Consumer Confidence Index, right? Because confidence is everything. If you don't have confident, clear buyers and sellers, they do not commit to something. So as strange as some of these things are, not to just flip our whole conversation on the head, maybe there's a lot to do with it. If inflation ticking down from 8.2 in September to 7.7 in October, when it was, by the way, 1.7 in February of 2021, just for reference, if that's what gives you the confidence to go out and do something fantastic. But I think there's a whole lot more to it than that. I agree. And I think that, again, it's it's the way that that information is going into certain societies, certain towns, certain areas that people are taking it and having conversations about it and making it a big deal for themselves. And Matt, as we were sitting here talking, I'm thinking about, you know, we've been talking about this whole thing of sellers are living 12 months in the past, buyers are living 12 months in the future. This is what this is. This is the people going through the, the change and they're trying to figure out, okay, denial, anger, sadness, you can watch that with these two groups. And this is what causes them to live 12 months in the future or 12 months in the past. So trying to make sense of what's all going on here. I really truly think a lot of the major marketplaces are just coming into the acceptance and renewal right now. And I'm really curious to see what's going to happen here in about the next couple of months, because I think people are going to be in a place to make decisions, to move forward. And man, if you have been one of the people out there, one of the, it's not a big group that are, relationship-built, ninja-based businesses. If you've been in flow with people and you've been connected with people, you could have a potentially a very interesting, positive marketplace coming up for you. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with that, too. It's like, buckle up. If you're in good flow with people, I mean, I will say even just over the past week, my own conversations with people have increased about like, well, so tell me about what's happening in real estate. And you know, we're starting to think about X, Y, and Z. And I mean, I'm in flow with a lot of realtors for sure. But so if you should be experiencing those conversations, if you're in flow and all that stuff, because it's coming, it's definitely coming. Yep. With that being said, Matt, thank you for exploring this topic with me. It's a little moment I had coaching yesterday that I was like, we need to talk about this. So I appreciate you running down this path with me. Uh, everybody who's listening right now, we appreciate all of you. I thank you for joining us and spending your time in our world and letting us into your space. And uh, if you want to know more about our community on Facebook, go check out The Ninja Selling Podcast. All you have to do is just put it in the search. It'll take us right to us. You don't have to worry about all that stuff that Matt always talks about. You don't have to worry about the dot coms and the slashes and the... We're past that. We're, we're technology's working for us right now. This is what happens when like my first experience with like the internet back in the day is like I used to actually type out HTML code. And so there were like, and that's, I'm just, maybe I'm too old school. You're getting older, Matt. That's what it is. Like, I remember when we had to crank start the cars to get them going. <laughs> I remember when I got older too, and I had to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow, in the Charleston summers. We actually had to start a car with a key, Matt. Do you remember? Yeah, you don't remember that. Everything's been push button for you. Wait, so there used to be three pedals down in the footwell? What? There used to be at one point, yes. You actually had to put it in gear yourself. All right. 
If you want to know more about installations coming up, please go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about that there. If you're brand new to Ninja and you're listening to this going, what are all these guys talking about? You can go order the book through Amazon. It's Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall. It'll give you the background and all the information you need to see. Maybe I want to learn more about this and take some of these next steps. So with that, I appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate all of you. And until the next one. Appreciate you, Garrett. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, sir. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day. 